I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 710 ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And we're getting you set tonight with all the wagering and fantasy information you need for the NBA, MLB, golf. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. That's right. Anita Marks, that would be me. It is Bet LA with you for the next two hours. Getting you ready for a variety of things heading into this weekend. Uh, Right now, we've got uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs taking place. Game three, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights lead the Florida Panthers 2-1. As we know, the Vegas Golden Knights have been just so dominant in games one and two. And now uh, Florida back at home on their home ice, but losing. Uh, with about 30 seconds left in the second period. So uh, heading into this bad boy, I okay, well, l- let me rewind. Um, I, I like the, rain, I, the Rangers. I, I like the Panthers to win the cup prior to, of course, the series beginning for a number of reasons. Um, you know, I, I felt like they there, there was something special here with this team and, and, and their run through the postseason. The fact that they beat the Bruins, uh, who had the best record, in, in the NHL uh, in the regular season and came back down two games to beat them, uh, took care of the Maple Leafs in five, swept the Carolina Canes. So I, I just, I felt like what was happening here with the Panthers was really, really good. Um, obviously, very concerned with my wager. Now, after the first two games, let alone at the end of the second period here after three, again, the Golden Knights up 2-1. Still, I, I, I still believe that this Panthers team could find their way. They have outshot and outhit Vegas, and, and outhit maybe not the, the, the best uh, course of action considering that they've spent more time in the penalty box than Vegas has. Uh, but also, this is a Rangers, uh, I keep on saying Rangers, this is a Panthers team 1-0 and after two straight losses in the postseason. It's typically how they roll. And very interesting, uh, the last 10 times these two clubs have met, uh, home ice has been a huge factor. Nine and one, the team has won on home ice. So uh, so goalie Bob, uh, bounce back Bob, <laughs> however you want to call it, uh, just 38 of 46 shots uh, that, that he's been able to contest and contend and not score um, so far. So... And, of course, he got benched in Game 2 because he allowed four goals and 13 shots. But in the postseason, his save rate is only 83%, where throughout the, the re- prior, uh, the previous rounds uh, in, um, in, in the postseason, it was at a 95% save rate. Th- there's no denying. Kachuk has been fantastic, but a big reason why this Panthers team has been able to win in advance, win in advance, and, and now they're, they're representing Florida here in the Stanley Cup is because of uh, their goalie. And, uh, and, and he has just not 
fitting the bill right now. I thought for sure uh, that would change uh, with them coming home, but it, it has not been, um, obviously, with them being down 2-1, is not looking great. Uh, where has he been struggling? Well, sight lines have, uh, have not been clear. That's evident. Uh, it seems to me that Vegas has kind of the secret sauce in regard to how to counter his 95% save rate. Uh, the Panthers also have to stay out of the penalty box. That has been tough. The series has been chippy. But I did feel that the Panthers would have an advantage because obviously they're on home ice, so they get the last chance uh, and the last change uh, heading into, of, of, of course, uh, those penalty minutes. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but I will keep you posted throughout. But as of right now, the, uh, the Florida Panthers are losing 2-1. And, uh, and, and so we are entering into the third period. Uh, prior to, we've got, we, we've got a few Major League Baseball games that are taking place. And, and, and let me bring up these scores. Uh, right now, Mets are up on the Braves, 10-7, middle of the eighth. Um, a few games have been decided. Look at that. The Yankees finally won. Yet again, uh, 3-0. Uh, they were in a, a downward spiral. Uh, yes, the sky is falling here in New York when that happens. Trust me. The Dodgers took care of the Reds today, 6-0. So that's a plus. Uh, Rays continue to win, 4-2. Um, Orioles continue to win. How about the Orioles sitting at 30-24? Really impressive. They won 6-3. So if you had them on the money line, you had them on the run line. Um, they covered, obviously. Giants over the Rockies. Phillies winning a game over the Tigers. It is Detroit. Let's not get excited. Uh, the Blue Jays taking care of the Astros. Guardians beating the Red Sox 10-3. Uh, the Diamondbacks in Nationals game has been postponed because, yes, we have a ton of smoke here. Um, it's the, the air quality here in New York, in the tri-state area, is the worst in the world is the worst in the world and has been for the, over the last 24 minutes, uh, 24 minutes, 24 hours. I'm going to get into that in, in, in just a second, but it's, it's, it's bleeding down into uh, Washington, D.C. and Baltimore and whatnot. So the Nationals Diamondbacks game, that has been postponed. Um, but the Cubs and Angels game is in action. If you want to jump on it right now, I love the Cubs coming in. They're up 1-0. It's top of the second. So let me see what you can get that for right now. So uh, if you want to jump on the Cubs right now on the money line, it's minus 150. Not too bad. And I would do that as sometimes I like to say, hashtag run, don't walk. Why? Um, Detmer is, uh, is pitching for the Angels. And so obviously if you are in LA and I know the show is broadcasting in LA, you know what I'm talking about. 0-5 with a 515 ERA. He has, it's very interesting. He has struggled as of late in the fifth and sixth inning. Why? When batters see him for a third time, batters are averaging 526 batting average, 526. So I, I just, I don't see him getting out of the fifth or sixth inning. Weather conditions, uh, as we know, sunny, nice weather, 80 degrees, winds blowing out towards center field. So could be a, uh, a batter's, paradise out there tonight, especially for the Cubs that are quite good. Sixth best team against Southpaws uh, in regard to batting average and Smiley on the bump for the Cubs. He's three and one with a two, three, seven 
ERA on the road. So again, best bet on Daily Wager tonight, if you did watch, shameless plug, not too shameless, uh, ESPN2, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Cubs on the money line was my best bet for tonight. I also like the Panthers to win on the money line. Again, unfortunately, they are losing. Uh, 2-1 into the second period. Uh, Third period should be starting momentarily. Uh, We've got, of course, Tyler and Rebecca, who are producing the show this evening. Gentlemen, lady, how are you? We're doing great. How are you? Hello. (coughs) Yeah, that's how I'm doing. No, I'm kidding. Um, I did something something really stupid yesterday. I went and I played golf. Oh, uh, what? Why? Why? Yeah, I know. But why? I know. know. And if you and if you follow follow me, obviously, Avi, you guys don't follow me on social media. Um, yeah, I I I posted that. So it was okay. Um, so a few things. Number one, um, I I didn't I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it to be that bad, as bad as it was yesterday. Yesterday was the absolute worst. Started, I, I had a tea time out at Liberty National. That's where the LPGA uh, was last last week. So I really wanted to get out there and play because there's nothing like playing a golf course after a tournament has been held on that golf course because it's pristine. It's the best shape that it's probably ever going to be in, right? Because they're hosting a tournament. So I really wanted to get out there. It's It's far and few between that you're invited to go out and play at Liberty National. So I went out there and played. So the morning wasn't so bad. Um, but as the day progressed, boy, did it get weird. I, I felt like apocalyptic. Well, if um, ever, I, I, if ever there was a doubt I, I about felt, your commitment to the game, I think that's laid to rest right, right now. I know. So I, I really, it's kind of bizarre. Like I really felt like we were playing on Mars, you know how, and, and I've never been to Mars. I doubt I ever will. I'm just going on full disclosure, the nice. video that we see. <laughs> The video that we see, right? Like movies we see, oh, you know, so-and-so went to Mars, right? Like it's just, it's this like um, orange, yellow. Haze. It's like a haze. Haze. Exactly. Exactly. Almost like a gas cloud. Well, this is just based off of the pictures that I saw. But yeah, it looks like if you were to bomb the entire city of New York with a gas cloud colored orange is how I would describe the pictures at least and and that's exactly what i played in 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 the afternoon and and then but here's and here's i know this is a gambling show it's a sports talk radio station here follow me here and i know i'm talking about golf but it's not always about me um so now like i'm on hole like 13 and i'm like wow did i make the right decision to come out here and play today i'm not sure this is really i think this was a really bad decision what was i thinking and all of a sudden Daniel Jones is in the foursome in front of me. No way. And I say, and I say to him, see, you're laughing because now you're thinking exactly what I thought. And I thought, you know what? If Daniel Jones is out here yep. playing golf. Yes, ma'am. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, but I don't think that. If, I think if, you guys are on the same level of the playing field. If the quarterback for the New York field. football Giants is yeah. out here playing golf in this <laughs> in these conditions, um, and he's not getting, and his phone isn't being isn't bl- being blown up by Brian Dable, the head coach, or Joe Shane, the general manager, or heck, John Mara, the owner. What do you get the amount and the amount of money that they just paid him um, to the extension that they gave? I'm like, if Daniel Jones is out here playing golf, I'm okay. Do you wouldn't think you, they knew? Wouldn't you guys I think? I don't this, think they knew. I don't think that he told anybody he was going to go play golf. No way. 
I listen, I don't think he's I don't think he went and told anybody, but <laughs> again, just the fact that you, you know what you I'm might saying. Be outing you him right probably, now. He you, might have been like an under the radar. It might have been like a low key day mm, for Daniel Jones, and now Anita Marks is over here outing him. I am outing him. He's out there on a the golf course. All right, DJ, they're coming for you, man. Be careful. <laughs> I'm just my point being is like, don't you think you would have had the same mindset? Oh, like, let's say you're out on a golf course. You're in the same situation. You're like the you're you're, you're starting to question yourself. You're on hole 13. The apocalypse is before you. You feel like you're on Mars. You've got this haze. It's like, oh, you're just you're like, what have I done? Am I gonna die tomorrow? And then all of a sudden, Matthew Stafford is in the foursome in front of you. What do you say? What Rebecca, Tyler, what do you say? I don't know how I'd feel about it. I'd probably just be like, oh, cool. If I die, it'll be with Matthew Stafford. Like, it's not going to be like, <laughs> oh, everything's okay because Matthew Stafford's playing the hole in front of me. It's more of like a, well, if I'm going down, I guess it's cool to go down with them. Right. Rebecca, just, just are you, are put you... him in front of you and use him as a blocker. There you go. <laughs> just stand behind but him. But you're under... But you understand my mindset, right? Sure. Yes. You, Whatever you, you under- needed to do to validate you being Whatever out there I needed on hole to do number to make 13. Myself- <laughs> Whatever I needed to do to make myself feel good about my poor decision. Well, I, I, hope and- it, I hope it was worth it, Anita. Yeah, that's what everybody keeps on saying to me. <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. But anyway. Well, yeah, you sound okay. No, no, All things considered, typically if you were to spend yeah, an entire sound, day in that kind of you're, weather, you would at least have some sort of impact on the voice. You sound fine. Well, I was so I was so concerned. I came home, of course. I went online. I Googled, like, am I going to die tomorrow? And so pretty much like, uh, so for the five hours that I spent out in those horrific smoky conditions, uh, it was equivalent to me smoking 11 cigarettes. Yeah. Which, by the way, full disclosure, I've you know I've never smoked a cigarette ever same. in my life. Yep, same. Wow, none never. of us, none of us have. Oh, nope, really? The three either. of us have never, nope, never, ever, ever smoked a cigarette. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, me neither. My my parents smoked, and I hated it. Couldn't stand the way the house smelled. Couldn't stand the way the car smelled. Couldn't stand the way my clothes smelled. So I never ever touched a cigarette ever ever. So I was, and I was really curious how I was going to feel this morning. I woke up at seven o'clock this morning. And I took a Soul Cycle class. Okay. And I crushed it. Nice. So I'm like, oh, did you have a mask on? Yeah. I'm curious. Did you wear a mask yesterday at all, or were you just no? Nope, did not. Full face to the storm. Fr- I was free flowing, free flowing, <laughs> breathing all that horrible wow. crap in. You're an inspiration. And uh, and I crushed my Soul Cycle class. Anyway, uh, I just thought I'd share that story with you. I know this is a gambling show. We just want to keep it somewhat entertaining. Uh, when we come back, Andre Snellings is going to join us. Uh, we'll do a deep dive into some NBA action. The Nuggets. If you recall, I told you Denver's going to win it in five. Right now, they're up 2-1 in the series. They beat the Heat 109-94. to We'll look back. We'll look forward. We'll give you some picks and plays heading into game four that's coming your way uh, on Monday. So uh, all that and more. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. This is Red 
LA with Anita Marks. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. Welcome back, Bet LA. Time to do a deep dive into that NBA Finals series. Denver up to one. I still like them to finish the series for one to win in five. Uh, Andre Snellings uh, joins us now, my partner in crime, as he does quite frequently here on this bet program. Good evening, Dre. How you doing? I'm doing good. I know you're happy after that uh, Denver performance last night. Oh, yes, I am, sir. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, so as we know, uh, Denver did take game three as, uh, as <clears throat> some of us predicted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I just, I just want to, I just want to kind of share some of the numbers right before we start. Cause we're going to, we're going to discuss this be- before we, we look forward, of course, to game four, uh, probably the biggest news, Dre obviously is, is Jokic as well as, uh, Jamal Murray, both putting up, uh, triple, triple, uh, um, uh, what, what what get it out Anita. Triple doubles. Triple doubles. There you go. Triple doubles. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so so Jokic 32 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. Unbelievable. This was his 10th triple double of the postseason. Murray 34 10 and 10. Um the team shot 51% from the field, 27.8% from downtown, which is not great. Uh, but made it to the free throw line 27 times as opposed to the Miami Heat that made it to the free throw line 19 times. Um they had 58 rebounds where the Heat only had 33. They had more turnovers in the Miami Heat, um, but the Miami Heat only shot 37% from the field. Really, that was the deciding factor here. And actually shot better from three, uh, but only just a little bit, 31%, which is which is what they shot in the regular season. So, um, mm. which, you know, their, their, their three-point shooting percentage in the postseason has been, in my opinion, an outlier. But nonetheless... Um, your, your thoughts on, um, your thoughts on, on game three, Dre. Yeah. So, um, obviously it was a great game for the Nuggets. I thought that they set the tone early with, uh, Jamal Murray and, and Jokic both coming out aggressive offensively to start the game. Really the, the two of them carried everything, right? Like the other Nuggets never really chimed in on offense. I think Aaron Gordon might have had 10 or 11 points, but nobody else was even – oh, I'm sorry, uh, Braun off the bench came in with 15 big points. But it was really their superstars carrying them. And I tweeted early in the game that Miami was playing with fire because th- that, that in that first quarter the Heat were actually playing better. They were just missing all types of layups. I, I heard uh, J.J. Reddick say on, on the air today that Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler were something like a combined five for 18 on layups and, and, you know, short shots in the paint. And I thought that that really hurt them early. Like they had the opportunity to try to build a little bit of a lead because knowing that the Denver was going to, you know, uh, be there the whole game and they weren't able to do it. So then when the Heat inevitably had their cold streak, uh, the Nuggets were able to do what they couldn't and build that lead and, and they never looked back from there. That's for sure. Um, a few things that I walked away with in, in regard to uh, game three, right? And that is uh, those series that are all tied up at one, whoever wins game three wins uh, the series at 80%. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win in five, but, it, but but 80% is a pretty significant percentage in regard to teams who do win uh, game three. The Nuggets... I, I, we spend so much time, Dre, right, talking about Jokic and his triple doubles and just how unstoppable he is. And but really, 
what what guides this this Denver Nuggets team is their defense. Top five defense at home. Not so great on the road, but boy, have they stepped up. Two of the three. I, I just I look at game two as an outlier in regard to um, what I was expecting from the Nuggets in game one and game three, holding the heat for the below 100 points. Uh, and, and their role players not being able to deliver, right? Like Gabe Vincent, one of six from downtown. Caleb, two of five. Um, you know, you just, you, you didn't have a lot of guys really hitting those threes. And let's be honest, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Like, I, I feel like Jimmy Putler is struggling. Like, I, I think his ankle is a lot worse. I wouldn't be surprised, Dre, if when, when, this, when the season is over, we hear Jimmy's got to have some type of surgery or something. Like, I think there's something really significantly wrong with his ankle and whenever Aaron Gordon is covering him, he can't score a bucket really Mm -hmm. like, like spend time really watching Jimmy Butler, like eyeing Jimmy Butler. Don't follow the ball, follow Jimmy Butler. And whenever Aaron Gordon is on him, he doesn't score. The only time he scores when Aaron Gordon is getting a breather on the bench or when a pick and roll works and, and there's a switch on defense. So there's that. Yeah. Right. And and then and then we've got it. We've got to talk about Christian Brown, this rookie who Malone, the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, really is. It's unbelievable. This is a rookie who's getting more and more playing time. He had 15 points. He was really he like he he energized that defense. He had four steals. He was cutting off the ball and, and driving um, like against closeout for, for the Miami Heat. Like he was just disrupting everything. So I just, again, I guess my point is, you know, we talk so much about offense, offense, and, and obviously that's what drives the ratings. But to me, if the Denver Nuggets could play this style of defense, suffocating defense, there's no reason why they shouldn't win the next two games, Dre. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that this is a series that has not played out yet, right? So we've seen two strong efforts from the Nuggets. We've seen one from the Heat. I haven't seen anything that suggests to me that, that the Nuggets are going to just, you know, run off the rest of the series. They may, but um, I feel like the, I feel like you did a, a good job of pointing out early that the Heat did, are, are, were lacking uh, support from their role players on uh, yesterday. And that surprised me because with the game being back in Miami, I really thought that their role players would be the ones to step up. But they really didn't. And Gabe Vincent in particular, he's been the third, you know, star for the Heat uh, in these playoffs, the most consistent one. We, we, we saw Caleb Martin have his run against the Celtics, but Gabe Vincent's kind of been that guy for most of the playoffs. And he went two for ten yesterday. And I really felt like the second quarter mentally pushed him out. So there was this stretch where he got back-to-back uh, kind of loose ball fouls and he went to the bench. Then he came back in and immediately got another loose ball foul. It was like three of them. And it, it really felt like he never recovered from that. And it might be because he's not used to being a star. He's normally a role player. And so in the second half, he really didn't do much of anything. And that put more pressure on Butler, which, as you pointed out, I also wouldn't be surprised if there's more going on with that ankle than what they've shared with us. Um, when I've done interviews and interviewed Nick Friedel or or some of the others, that are on the ground in Miami kind of trying to get a sense if, if they feel that there's more going on, you know, they can't really speak to it because Jimmy's not speaking to it. He's, he's, he's keeping it to himself and he's that type of guy. But if you look, you, you were talking about how he does on offense when he's guarded by Aaron Gordon, 
I think that speaks to his lack of explosion, right? He's not able to um, get that last little bit of lift or quickness that would allow him to get some separation from the taller and bigger Gordon. And, and, and that really that, that makes him unable to finish in the paint, which led to some of those five for 18 that I was talking about earlier. And, yeah, the, the Heat need him to be able to do that, especially if they're not going to be getting the uh, three-point support from his teammates. Absolutely. Again, uh, Andre Snelling is joining us here uh, on L.A. Bet, Bet L.A., uh, 710 ESPN. All right, uh, let's look forward now. We've got Game 4. Still, they're still down there on South Beach, as a lot of people like to call it. It's really Biscayne Boulevard. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> the Denver Nuggets now. So they were favored by 2.5. Now the line has moved. It's 3.5. The over-under is 210.5. Uh, looking ahead to Game 4, do you have a play here? How are you going to play it? Yeah, so um, I've got a couple of plays. Uh, I do think that the Heat have a good chance to to bounce back and either make this really tight or get this win to send it back to two to two. So I will play the Heat with the points. Um, <laughs> I know that that's anti um, your stance, but I, I do think that the role players will show up. So I'll take the Heat with the points. I'm also going to play those role players to hit some threes. So I'm going to take Gabe Vincent over two and a half threes. Um, I'm going to take uh, uh, Caleb Martin over one and a half threes. And, you know, on the other side of the table, I think that that, um, uh, that in the last game I had both Murray. I had Murray over 30 points and I had Jokic double digit assists. I think that Murray probably matches that. I don't have to go actually 30. I think he's at 25 and a half, so I'll take Murray over 25 and a half. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think that there'll be some, some uh, fireworks on the board for both teams, but I really like the, the Heat role players to, to bounce back in this game. So very interesting. I'm looking at futures bets here, right? Like a lot of, a lot of the ships have sailed. Uh, and again, if you were listening to me on this program w- weeks ago, two months ago, I was telling you, don't sleep on Denver. I think Denver's going to win the championship. Uh, Jokic at that point in time, MVP of the finals was 10 to 1, 7 to 1. Uh, now, like, it's just, it's ridiculous, right? It's like minus 850, mm-hmm. minus 750. <laughs> one, of, one of the few futures bets that's still out there that is tempting to me is Jamal Murray finishing this series with the most three-pointers. Okay, mm. he's got eight. He's got eight three pointers right now. Gabe Vincent has ten. Now again, I'm I'm expecting we're on both we're on opposite sides of the coin here. Like I'm expecting the Nuggets to come out come out again with a really good defensive um, performance, and um, and and I'm expecting you know the supporting cast to struggle from behind the arc. Meanwhile, Murray, in during the season, he'd average thirty three minutes a game. 40% he shot 40% from 3. He had 172 this season. Gabe Vincent, 26 minutes a game, 33% from 3, had 117 this season. And right now, Gabe Vincent is favored to finish with the most three-pointers at minus 135. You can get Murray to finish with the most three-pointers at plus 105. I'm all over that, Dre. Yeah, it's interesting. So Murray has had like a monster postseason, but I feel like the way the Heat are defending him, I don't know if he's likely to hit a lot of threes, right? Because you know they they've they've tried to put Jimmy Butler on him, and they're trying to blitz him more um, uh, to get the ball out of his hands. And so when he is getting the ball, 
if it's not set up off of uh, essentially a Jokic pass for open three, a lot of times they're running him off the three-point line, and he's still able to create offense. You know, he's had 10 assists in three straight games. He's, you know, he's, he's uh, gone over, what, 26 in, in game one and, and went 34 in game three. So he's putting points on the board. But I don't know if he's going to be getting as many pure looks from three as some of the role players for the Heat. Now, because there's multiple role players for the Heat, I could see Murray maybe, you know, winning a war of attrition as far as that goes and being able to get him at, at better odds than, than, say, Gabe Vincent. I could I could roll with that. But I think that Vincent, hit more of his game is predicated on him knocking down the three, whereas Murray is showing a lot more all-around action. And so, you know, I... I I'm not sure. So, so I'll, I'll go with you're, you're that very, you're very, really like you're very, you're very long-winded to say, Anita, I'm not on that wager. <laughs> I am not on that wager. But I did before the series started. I did have uh, Murray most points in the series. I don't know that that's possible now after Jokic went for 41 and Murray uh, 18 in Game Two. But it's still, it's still in play. So you know, I, I do like Murray as a scorer. Well, I do like the Denver Nuggets, obviously, um, in in game four. I'm going to lay the three and a half. A part of me wants to play the under here, especially the under and team total for the Miami Heat. I'm just expecting another solid. Here, here's why. You know, you heard Malone, head coach of the Denver Nuggets, come out after the loss in game two. He said, I walked, I walked in the locker room. He said, I didn't have to say much. All I said is, you guys know why you lost? They knew. They knew why they lost, mm-hmm. and they came. They came out and they rectified it in Game Three. I'm expecting more of the same in Game Four. That's how I'm playing it. So I know we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum, but it's always great to hear your opinion <laughs> uh, because I'm sure there's a number of people who 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 are on your side and are going to wager on the Miami Heat um, because and and also they're a feel good story, right? An eighth seed still alive, fighting for dear life. Here's another thing, really quick before I let you go. Lowry, are you hearing anything like he's he, like? He was he got injured late in the fourth quarter. He, he he ran into the locker room. I know no Tyler Hero. He's already been ruled out of Game Four today, tonight. Actually, while we were on on Daily Wager, are you hearing anything about Lowry in in that injury? Is that a concern for you if Lowry can't go? It is a concern for me if Lowry can't go. I have not heard an update, um, but I think that that the the Heat just like with Jimmy Butler, they like to play it close to the vest. So. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's having a little bit of difficulty. But if he's not on the injured list at all, then I think he has to play or else the team will get fined. So, um, you know, if, if there's nothing official, I think that he'll probably play. But I am concerned. Dre, thank you so much again for joining us. Always a pleasure having you on, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me. You got it. Andre Snelling's joining us here on Bet L.A. Uh, we get back, we're going to get you ready for the U.S. Open happening in your own backyard, the L.A. Country Club. Stay tuned. That next, right here on 710 ESPN. This is Bet L.A. with Anita Marks. Right now, let's get back to Bet L.A. and back to Anita Marks. That's right. Time to get... You folks in L.A. ready for the U.S. Open. Jeff Hall joins us now, Managing Director of Rules uh, and and Open Championships. So what a treat it is to have Jeff on with us. Jeff, good evening. How are you? Hey, Anita. I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, What an exciting time 
uh, in, in LA, uh, the first time obviously, uh, that, uh, that, that this course will be hosting a U.S. Open, a ma- you know, a major tournament in 75 years. The last time Harry Truman was president, it's been a minute. Why is that Jeff? Why is it taken so long, uh, for LA to be back in the mix? Well, that's a, that's a pretty good question. And I'm not sure I know exactly what the answer is. Uh, Certainly being in the Los Angeles market in California is uh, important on a number of fronts. There's no shortage of great golf courses. But uh, I think first and foremost, we, we don't go anyplace we're not invited to. Um, we've, uh, I think, been discussing things with Los Angeles Country Club for many, many years. And uh, uh, finally, things came together. And you know, it started with, um, at least in recent times, it started with a Walker Cup in 2017 where uh, the uh, the 10 best amateurs from the United States uh, had a match with the 10 best amateurs from Great Britain and Ireland. And, and then here we are uh, on the eve of the 123rd U.S. Open. So it, it's taken a while. We're excited for next week, and it will not take us quite so long to come back the next time. I'm sure folks in L.A. Are, are, are hoping that as well. As you said, it's the 123rd U.S. Open taking place at the L.A. Country Club, the North Course. Uh, many magazines rank it in the top 20, uh, let alone top 15 best courses uh, in the world, which is pretty remarkable. Um, obviously, the big names are going to be out there in L.A. Just, uh, you know, a stone's throw from Tinseltown. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler favored to win this at plus 750. John Rahm having a phenomenal season at nine to one. Brooks Kepka. We don't see a lot of him because, of course, uh, he's on live and they don't have a TV deal. But, boy, has he been tremendous in the majors, almost winning the Masters and, of course, winning the last major as well. And uh, and he's 12 to 1. Rory up there right now at 14 to 1. Some big names and a lot of excitement. So uh, first things first, kind of share with us what's so unique about this track and, and what do you feel these, these gentlemen are going to need in their bag in order to score well uh, this coming week? Well, I think one of the things that's really unique about uh, the North Course here at Los Angeles Country Club is, is first off, where it's located here in Beverly Hills. Um, mm-hmm. And when you kind of put your head down and, and you're playing and you're moving around the golf course, it's such a natural terrain, the, the ruggedness of the terrain. Uh, you, you can't believe, you know, if you look up above the tree line, well, there's Century City and from the 11th tee and a beautiful clear day, you can see downtown Los Angeles. It's hard to believe that this golf course, the way it looks as you're playing it, walking it, um, as a, you know, the fans will be moving around, is located where it is. It, that's a really uh, the, the juxtaposition of those those two things is, is quite uh, quite unique. Uh, with with respect to uh, you know, what will the players need to to, to bring, um, you know, I think some of the players are, are going to be well, many of the players will be trying to figure that out because it's not a golf course that's overly familiar to them. Uh, they've not had uh, many opportunities to be here um, as far as you know, previous events, et cetera. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a new, new spot for them to learn. I'm sure the, the players and especially the caddies will be quite busy when they arrive on site to get in their lines and trying to learn uh, how best to attack this George Thomas um, masterpiece. One of our uh, 
real strategies of, of the U.S. Open and really of, of all of our championships across the USGA is to have the players get every club in their bag dirty. That's what we would love to see over the course of four days at the U.S. Open, that a variety of shots have to be played with, with every club, whether it's high, low, moving it left, moving it right, all of those and everything in between. Um, and we think the variety of, uh, of holes here at the North Course will lend itself quite nicely to that. Again, Jeff Hall joining us here on, on Bet LA, giving us a really great preview in regard to uh, the tournament. Obviously, the third major coming our way right here in our own backyard, the U.S. Open. Um, so very interesting. You know, I, I do a lot of research. Obviously, I need to in regard to the job that I'm, uh, that I'm in. And in two things that continue to come up when I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do a deep dive into who I think is going to win this, uh, and that is how important uh, total, total drives are. Uh, seven of the last 10, 10, 10 winners um, ranked in the, in, in the top 35 uh, in regard to total drives, distance, accuracy combined. Uh, do, do you think that's going to hold true here on this track? Is, is, is that a metric that we really need to pay attention to when we're trying to pick a winner this week? Well, that's a really interesting point, uh, Anita. The, you're certainly spot on with the U.S. Open typically driving the golf balls at a premium. Um, and the fairways are usually very narrow. Um, the, the rough is, you know, quite challenging when you miss the fairway. But the design concept here at Los Angeles Country Club is is a little bit different than than most, if you will, typical U.S. Open venues. Uh, you know, you think about a wing foot. I mean, it's kind of you know you're walking single file down some of those fairways. Not the case here at. Uh, at the North course at Los Angeles country club on average, the fairways are 43 yards wide. However, a number of the fairways here, while there may be that type of a number, when you pull a tape measure across, if you will, um, the contours of the fairways make those kinds of yardages play more narrow. Um, We've tightened up a few fairways. Uh, We've actually widened a couple of others uh, because of the contours. So I think when uh, folks who are out here watching it in person or, or uh, viewing it on television or, or digitally, uh, they may look at it at first and say, hmm, this doesn't look like a prototypical U.S. Open venue. But while the fairways may be a bit more generous, where you place your golf ball in the fairway is of prime importance. This golf course is a, has a lot to do with angles. There may be one day, based on the whole location, where you need to be in the right side of the fairway. And the next day, you may need to be in the extreme left side of the fairway to have the best opportunity to get to a whole location. So it's not just enough to hit the fairway. Where the ball is placed in the fairway could be every bit as important. How significant, Jeff, do you think it is, uh, in, in again, for folks you know, trying to figure out who they think is going to win and, and who to play on their DFS lineup or, or who they want to wager on, uh, would, would you keep a, a keen eye on guys who are from the West Coast? You know, how significant you know, in regard to the grass, you know, what you use on the fairways, what you use um, on the greens? You know, obviously, you know, those, you, know, you, you hear guys play really well on the Florida swing. Guys from Florida and Texas, guys play really well out West, guys who are typically born and raised in Cali. 
Uh, is is is? Do you think that's going to play a role on on who wins this? Uh, again, an, another interesting question. It's it's an interesting combination here at uh, at LACC. It's by and large a Bermuda grass golf course. The fairways are are Bermuda. The roughs are Bermuda, uh, but the putting greens are bent grass. You know, oftentimes uh, whether it's Pebble Beach uh, where the Women's Open will be this year. Uh, Tory Pines, you hear about well, the POA, right? Um, we don't have that here. It's 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 uh, pure distinction bent grass, and the putting surfaces here are really, really good. They, they, if you if you don't make putts out here, it's your fault. It's not the putting green. Um, so I think you'll see a number of putts hold uh, just because of how pure the, the putting greens are, but. It's um, it's an interesting combination. We haven't played a uh, a U.S. Open uh, with Bermuda grass rough since Pinehurst in 2005. Uh, so that's going to be you know, that, that's a little bit of a learning for us. I can assure you the rough grass is being grown here, uh, even though those fairways are wider. You get it off those fairways and you're in the rough, you will uh, you're going to have some some difficult. Uh, difficult golf to play from from those areas but it's it's an interesting mix and combination of grasses for for a u.s open what what's the number in regard to the uh the stimp and 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 how fast are these greens going to be rolling come uh, come thursday we are uh our desire is to play most of the golf throughout that day uh right around 13 feet on the, on the uh, stimp meter uh, a few greens here have quite a bit of pitch we may have to um, manage those a little bit differently um, just to ensure that we can um, we can use some of the really cool hole locations that that are presented to us uh, but that's kind of our target number great stuff Jeff any final thoughts folks out there listening right now uh, who are considering coming in uh, in and taking in this tournament all four days maybe a day or two uh, any any advice thoughts? Anything from parking to, uh, you know, you, you name it, any information you want to relay? Well, I would I would focus on the golf course. That's what I do. Um, I know we at our website, there's a lot of information about parking and, you know, how to how to get around the property, et cetera. I think one of the unique aspects of this golf course, five par threes. Uh, you don't see that very often at many golf courses, never mind a U.S. Open golf course. And the range of yardage for these five par threes, uh, can play as short as 80 yards and as long as 300 yards. So I think anybody that's coming out to the golf course uh, uh, at, at any point during the week, uh, you're spending a little bit of time in a grandstand at, uh, at one of those par threes could be, uh, could be very exciting. Fantastic. Uh, Jeff, we so appreciate your time uh, and making time for us. Thank you so much. Really excited um, about this tournament. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for having you me. You got it. Uh, you got it. Jeff Hall joining us, uh, managing director of rules uh, on, on open championships. So uh, we get the top guys uh, overseeing this whole damn thing. The U S open, of course, coming to LA, LA country club uh, for folks that are out there heading out uh, for those four days. Wow. I'm, I'm jelly. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely tremendous. Uh, when we come back, I'll share with you who I have my eye on who I think is going to win this that next Bet LA here on 710 ESPN. This is Bet LA with a 
Anita Marks. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks. How about that, guys? Again, Tyler and Rebecca producing the show Bet LA here on 710 ESPN. Uh, we got a big, we got a, we landed a big wig for the show tonight. Getting folks ready for the U.S. Are you guys heading out there, by the way? No. L.A. Country Club? No. What? I'm not. What? Rebecca, are you going to go? Come on. I'm not allowed there. <gasps> oh, you know what? I what did hear that. What do you mean you're that. not allowed there? <laughs> I'm just joking. I did hear there was <laughs> there was like a memo sent out saying Rebecca. Wait, I want to hear the story. What'd no, you do? No, there's no story. I'm totally joking. I'm joking. I have a weird sense I'm of not allowed there. I'm not allowed there. Are you allowed there? There was an incident with um, a golf cart and a golf. I'm club. allowed there. Okay, we've we've I taken don't... we've taken the left turn. Let's get back on track. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm allowed. Why wouldn't I be allowed there? I'm allowed there. Yeah, I don't know where the whole allowed thing came from, but no, I won't. I... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I will Rebecca not be. I will not be. We have a. We have the know, ESPN sorry, LA. Just, just my mind went racing. And move on. We have the ESPN LA Mandy Awards. This my weekend. mind went racing. Yes, we do. I'm sorry. We got yeah. the the Mandy Awards this weekend. The ESPN Awards. Are you attending those? Of course. Yes, we are. Of course we'll be there. Yeah. It's like semi-formal and everything. We're allowed there, so we're going to go. I am allowed there. <laughs> Rebecca's That's allowed true. in? Yeah. I am. I am. <laughs> um, okay. Um, anyway, who are you picking to win this? Where do I go uh, from here? Who are you picking to win the U.S. Yeah, Open, thank Anita? you. Thank you. Let's, let's, what do you got? Yeah, let's get let's, let's get back on track. Let's get back on track here. Uh, so I, I came across an interesting article. Like, I, so I I do I do a lot of research, um, and I love trends. Not that I not that I always follow them. Oh, Florida just scored. Panthers just tied it up. Two two. Third period. We got a game. We this got a been, series. This has been two thirteen really exciting. This series has been. I know it's been very this, heavily uh, can I just, Knights favored, but it's still been very exciting hockey. Can I just say that um, this has been a heavyweight bout? Like these two teams are like really beating each other up. Yeah, but the Knights, really? the Knights have, was, was have been shellacking Kachuk? them. Shellacking. Shellacking. Uh, was it Kachuk who scored? Oh, I don't uh, it, Was it? I'm trying, you know. I'm, you know, I'm trying to host the sports talk radio show. Yeah, here. yeah. Hard Let me, me get that like, for you. Need a standby. Yeah, it was Kachuk. It was Kachuk. It was Kachuk. Yep. Anyway, um, so it looks like Kachuk just scored a goal. Oh, it was wide open too. Interesting. And um, and so now, just like that, it's all tied up. So two two with about two minutes left in third period. We'll see what happens. Um, do, does it go into overtime as of right now? It kind of looks like that's the course here. But anyway, so what I was going to say, I look at trends. I don't always follow trends, but I find trends interesting. And, and based on the last 10 winners of the U.S. Open, here are some trends that I did find, okay? Um, the last 10 winners ranked in the top 30 in the world heading into the U.S. Open. Uh Americans, more Americans have won the U.S. Open the last 10 years than foreigners. Yes, Rom and Fitzpatrick won the last two years, but in, in the grand scheme of things, more Americans. The average aid, age is 28 years old. Um, 
the golfer who has won did finish in the top 25 at some point in time this season. Um, experience is key. Uh, not a lot of debutantes. And I would imagine uh, that would hold true with uh, this year at uh, the LA Country Club, considering it's been 75 years. So with all that, and, and as I, I, I spoke with Jeff, drive, total drive is more important, is, is so important. I've got Cantlay winning this bad boy. How about that? I've got Case from LA, first in total drives, uh, seventh at the US Open, uh, fourth in the world, and you could get him right now at 16 to 1. So based on the trends, everything everything says Cantlay. Uh, quick break. We, can, we come back. We kick off hour number two. It's Bet LA here on 710 ESPN.